0: Support for WGLT's Grow comes from FS Custom Turf by Evergreen FS. FS Custom Turf offers complete lawn and tree care services to preserve the health of yards, trees, and shrubs. Products and services detailed at evergreen-fs.com.
1: Welcome to Grow. I'm Sarah Nardi. For this week's episode, we're fielding some listener questions. We've had some folks write in seeking the sage advice of our resident expert, Patrick Murphy, who I'm pretty confident will have some answers. Hi, Patrick.
0: Good day, Sarah.
1: So Patrick, here we have someone asking about damage done to his oak trees um, during the winter storms. What's going on here?
0: Kevin Moore of Carlock asked me for information about preserving specifically two humongous white oak trees on his property. Both the trees received the winter storm damage, as you mentioned, and each of the huge oaks have large leads that are within inches of the home and overhang it at the same time. Each of these otherwise beautiful oaks have lots of flowers and and, uh, have consistent new foliage throughout. They have all the signs that they're healthy and vigorous. Mm-hmm. Except for there's some damaged wood in them. Right. Other storm-damaged trees were present on the property, but only the oaks were close enough to the house that they posed a threat in the form of property damage and even the potential for human injury. And that's something that needs assessed in damaged trees.
1: Yes. And you and I talked about this. I had that situation and it was terrifying to me. Couldn't sleep.
0: And what's even more dangerous a lot of times is the large large limbs or big tree sections fall on the house and they catalyze gas or electric fires. Oh, That's a worst case scenario, but that's the reason I think that Kevin contacted us. So given the priority being that the home needs preserved, but the large oaks contribute to the value of the property, I conducted an assessment of the trees and their cultural setting to give him some advice. Okay. Cultural settings being the condition of the ground, the tree itself, the other plants around the house, how much sunlight, is this Just on a bank, is it on a flat area? So that was all taken into consideration. And also the general vigor of the tree I mentioned earlier, it was significant uh, that this, these huge Aged white oaks were very limited in their number of water sprouts and suckers, which is rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, the percentage of hanging dead wood was very low, and the conditions at the basal root and trunk flare, where it transitions from above ground tree parts to the roots, there showed no signs of damage, infestation, or disease. So to help prioritize the potential for improving the culture and condition as a means of preserving these trees, this is what I came up with. Okay. I asked them to consider removing the dead wood and hanging branches. Remove invasive honeysuckle that's growing under one of the white oak's limbs. Pruning back two large leads that are a threat to the house. By pruning these large leads back, we reduce the weight at the end of the branches, and that reduces them flopping around in the wind.
1: Is a lead one of the guys that branches off a branch? A is lead that...
0: is a large limb that comes off of the main central stem. Okay. So it's like part so of the, the skeleton. The arms. The arms. Okay. got it. These are quite large muscular arms actually. Right, white oak. Yeah, the sowing of grass seed underneath of these trees is a big part of caring for these trees. So Kevin has been meticulous in maintaining his property. It's this beautiful property, but in the area underneath these oaks, and it's very common for large trees to kind of suppress the sunlight and limit the success of the turf. So with proper selection of engineered grass seed, ryegrasses, and fescues and other blends, Mm -hmm. one can still get a nice stand of turf that's nice enough to use as a lawn. You could sit down on it. But what we do by sowing the grass and getting the turf around these big old monsters of oaks we're regulating the soil moisture, the soil temperature, and we're reducing the occurrence of runoff.
1: Okay, so can I ask, did he take your advice? How's he going to handle this?
0: Well, uh, yet, that yet, that's yet to be determined. He okay. did accept the advice, and uh, we, we talked about it in person. And then to capture all the ideas and discussion points, I mailed him this writing so that he could have it to refer to in the future.
1: Well, I'd be curious to hear from Mr. Kevin Moore what happens with these oaks. All right, so I, I do have a question. If in the in the unfortunate event that he were forced to take these trees down, how much does that cost and what does it entail?
0: I think for a tree that reaches up over two stories where the tree service is going to take it away, just think about how much wood is produced from cutting down a tree. Having said all that, kind of Fast forward to the answer, you're looking at two grand or more. Okay. Now, per tree? Per tree. Right. Right. Because in these trees, there's only a couple of spots where an aerial lift could park mm-hmm. and reach the trees to remove them in a way that's, that's not a danger to the house. So the cost could expand from the $2,000 stepping off point because mm-hmm. they may have to bring in other pieces of equipment to help clear away these huge heavy logs.
1: Where does the wood go when you have a tree cut down?
0: So some tree services reclimate the wood into pulp and then the pulp ages and it can be used as soil amendments, playground mulch, etc. Some tree companies have a deal with someone else that owns the land and the wood gets dumped in big piles. Some of the desirable wood gets saved for everything from firewood cut into planks or if there are any big galls on the tree. They'll cut them off because they're valuable. Woodworkers make stuff on those wooden bowls and chandeliers and all kinds of stuff. But all those revenue streams have to be coordinated lined up before. So they're not making any money off of the wood they take from our property. Mm -hmm. They have to cover the expense of handling it to remove it from our property. Now we can go one step further in the price because he might wanna grind the stump.
1: I was gonna ask about that. That's a, a cost that's not really included in, in the estimate of just having your tree removed.
0: Yes, so there are lots of cases that I've been in in employment scenarios in the past where there was something creative done to leave the stump behind. I've seen it. But there are liabilities in doing that too. So if you're having a tree cut down because it's standing dead and it's lost its bark for a long time and the chance of you getting uh, carpenter ants or termites, very high. Oh no. But you can mitigate that. Having that stump left there with the bark removed from it and carved into a bear.
1: Yeah, th- yeah, a, yeah I'm thinking of one i Or a seen. trout uh-huh.
0: or a barber's chair. Uh, Like a little bench, you know, Uh I've seen that done. Or you carve a hole out of the middle of it and you fill it with dirt and you plant flowers in it. The flowers and the plants, they start breaking that stump down. Before you know it, there's no stump left
1: and that's just nature doing its doing yeah, its that's thing. Right. So I think it's very interesting to talk about this because I know this is a situation a lot of people are in right now because we're really starting to assess the damage that was done to the trees over the winter and you're in the situation do I get somebody out here and pay for this maintenance maybe I need it maybe I don't. And I think what we're saying here is it's definitely better to err on the side of caution get a tree service out to look at it because you might find yourself in a situation where it falls down and hits your house, falls down and hits your dog, Yes. you know, or then you end up having to take your tree down, which is costly.
0: And I know of other situations where people chose to leave a large standing stump as tall as the tree was, but all the branches are gone. And that might not fit in very well in a typical residential setting. If you live on a wooded lot, that law that tall standing stump just kind of disappears with the others and it's hard to notice that there's no branches on that tree Mm -hmm. but if you live in uh you know here in bloomington normal it's the subdivisions have kind of the same names and stuff like that and if you mm-hmm. had a tree in that setting where it's house 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 and it's a little less suburban and a little more cosmopolitan mm-hmm. i don't see a setting where that would work very well no because the then is you're visible just to the, the big
1: public. old stump people you're those people that wouldn't take care of it and you're the stump people but they right? also <laughs> might be people
0: that who knows what's going on in the house yeah. and they could only afford that's that.
1: you know truly that would be my first thought Well, that's all really good information. And I think if there's a takeaway, it's don't judge the stumps. We don't know the story behind that stump. So show it some grace.
0: It's the most attractive part of the tree yeah. in some regards. I find that part of the tree beautiful, and it's closest to where our eyeballs are. It's true. You know, and if you go to the park and you want to sit down and there's no chairs, where's the best seat in the house, is the grass under your bottom and the tree on your back.
1: All right. Well, if you have any questions about the garden or landscape, get in touch, and Patrick Murphy sure will answer. I'm Sarah Nardi. Send your questions to wglt.org grow.